you like audiobooks or audio shows, check out a free trial of Audible. Just click the link in the description. Welcome to Mindshock True Crime. This is the Maura Murray series, episode 21, Shadows of West Point. This is your host, Bruce McGuire. And Maxwell Powers. And Johnny Mills. So we've recently been digging into UMass and the strange, strange everything that is UMass. People involved, circumstances. Was it? Did Mora even leave Amherst? But let's take it another step back. Let's look at the West Point connections. Maxwell, who is extremely well versed in this case, <laughs> definitely knows who Bob McDonald is. <laughs> McDonald's? I gotta look that up. <laughs> Did you know that Mora went to West Point before Amherst? Yeah, yeah, yeah. UMass Amherst. Oh, so he's you did a, know he's that a, he's a Bob McDonald dude. He's a Bob McDonald dude. Like I don't know. Did I'll, you know Mora went to West Point? Yeah. How'd you uh, know that? But she well from the podcast I listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so um, so uh, she, she, yeah, she got she got kicked out. Did or, she? No, no, she didn't get kicked out. You uh, you clarified that. You said she left voluntarily because did she? she wasn't. I, I don't know. Isn't that what you said? Well, I don't know. We don't know. Oh, okay. She was, was sort of supposedly she was asked to leave so she wouldn't be kicked out. So she kind of left in order to uh, not be officially kicked out. I think that was the official story. Johnny probably knows. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is a blog post from James Renner. You know who James Renner is, Max? <laughs> of course. Wait, how old is this? Uh, this is February 2nd, 2012. Okay. Code of silence at West Point. A few weeks ago, a reader passed along to me a list of cadets who went to West Point with Mora and her sister, Julie. For the last few days, I've sent emails to these people, some who knew Mora well. Dozens of emails. Not a single person has responded. Apparently, protection of an institution trumps sharing information that could be helpful to understanding what led Maura Murray to that road in New Hampshire in 2004. The United States Military Academy is no stranger to obfuscation and secrecy, though. They've often protected their own, and even today, female cadets often find themselves in perilous situations. So, that's kind of interesting, right? Nobody from West Point that knew Maura was willing to speak to him? That he reached out to, that he reached out to by email. So he's talking, he said, yeah, there was a list of cadets and none of them responded. Dozens of emails. Nobody wants to talk about Mora at West Point. Nobody wants to talk about Mora at UMass. What's going on? It seems like her high school friends are the only ones that were willing to talk. But but is that is that a common and not even all of them half of them what is that a common pattern though with anything any case I mean I don't know I is it like I mean if there's a if there was another missing person case oh no usually most they... people talk about them yeah like go so so this have you seen any true crime documentaries or um, missing persons documentaries uh uh no <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing you're doing a true crime podcast Max <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, maybe I have, but I don't really. I didn't notice whether they were open or if it ever was a problem. So I just Johnny, never you really ever seen any true it. crime documentaries? Um, when there's a missing person, do people that knew the missing per- person, friends, roommates, do they talk about them? Usually, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I Most of the right. time, 
most of the time. The only thing I would say is is if uh, like sometimes if they might be involved in some other drug activity or they're in prison or there's some kind of weird shady situation. But normally, most of the time, friends, roommates, coworkers, they don't have any problem. To, why would they have a problem talking? They want to help out. So, and it's not and it's not just uh, West Point. It's the uh, the school too. So that makes it. Because I was yeah. about to, I was about to say maybe it's like a, like a university wide policy not to talk to media. Well, to clarify, and I, I've clarified this I think a number of times in the last few podcasts, but I'll do it again. Uh, Kate, Kate actually did respond to James Renner's emails initially. There mm-hmm. were a number, of, and then apparently yeah, either Fred told her not to talk to him anymore, or oh, yeah, James yeah, Renner yeah. said something to piss her off. We don't really know. But she, oh, yeah, then she was now she whereas the one that, Sarah, she was the I don't one that think, freaked out, right? Like, at and the I think Sarah was was the one that didn't really want to talk, and she's the one. Oh, she's just, she's the one that freaked out, or what? supposedly, like at the door, like get out yeah, of here, that yeah, one, right? Sarah, Sarah. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Maxwell remembered something. Uh, <laughs> it took me a second to remember who he was talking about. <laughs> Maxwell's a new host. So yeah, so she worked with Sarah. Technically, Sarah might have been, was was one of the last people that saw Mora because if they worked at the art gallery on Sunday, like Sarah said, and I think those hours might have been two to five or something like that, and that's when she got her phone back that she didn't have on Saturday. <laughs> What's so funny? <laughs> I completely forgot or didn't know that she worked on Sunday. <laughs> that Mora worked on Sunday yeah. or Sarah. That Mora worked with on Sunday with Sarah. Well, I don't think that's been a hundred percent corroborated, so we don't know when she got her uh, phone okay. back. But Sarah said that she spoke to her after the Saturday accident, so it seems that Sarah's saying they did work together on Sunday at the campus art gallery. Yeah, but yeah, she did. Yeah, but wouldn't that be easy to corroborate from just just from the art gallery? I guess nobody's done it though. So. Are you new to this case, Maxwell? So we Nothing do, is we corroborated. Do that. We should do that. Maxwell not, Powers on impor- the case. I, I don't know how important that is, though. Like, uh, I, I would think say it's, it's extremely Well, we don't know how important. It could be extremely important or not. We don't know. So, right. so we should figure any, out. In any Someone case, find out. In any case, so some of the friends did talk to Renner, and then on the Oxygen show, some of her high school friends were willing to talk. And even on the initial The Disappeared episode, there were two friends who were talking a lot so it's not that nobody would talk it's just few and far between very very strange so then of course there's the theory that the sexual harassment scandal the military sexual harassment scandal that kind of became news that monday when mora disappeared kind of a coincidence Billy is on the phone with West Point professors and a whole bunch of other people from that area, people who knew Mora during his phone frenzy in the day and the day before she went missing. That includes, of course, McDonald, the West Point professor. So what is going on at West Point? Some people theorize that it might have had something to do with Julie and not Kathleen. So when she had her emotional breakdown, she said, my sister, could it have something to do with West Point and her sister, Julie, who graduated from West Point? If she had received that tip off Thursday night, Thursday night is when this all got rolling. Here is an article, Rumsfeld Orders Review of Sexual Assaults. This is written by Barbara Starr, CNN Washington Bureau. Friday, February 6th, 2004, posted 10.08 p.m. U.S. Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld ordered a review into allegations of sexual assaults on soldiers in Iraq and Kuwait. U.S. Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld has ordered a 90-day review 
into allegations of sexual assaults against female soldiers in Iraq and Kuwait. In a memo signed Thursday, Rumsfeld noted concerns that some female soldiers have been reporting sexual misconduct but have been left in their units to serve with those accused of assaulting them. The Pentagon is expected to appoint an ombudsman to oversee the investigation. Rumsfeld order goes beyond previous Pentagon statements saying that sexual misconduct would not be tolerated. I am concerned about recent reports regarding allegations of sexual assaults on service members deployed in Iraq and Kuwait, Rumsfeld said in the memo. During 2003, the Army had 80 allegations of sexual misconduct among service members, the Air Force, seven allegations, the Marine Corps, one allegation, and the Navy, none, according to the Pentagon. Pentagon officials said all these cases have been investigated. While some have been proven without foundation, others have led to disciplinary action. Of the 80 Army reports, investigations into 43 have been concluded and 33 of those have been determined to require further action, the Pentagon said. Rumsfeld memo was addressed to David Chu, Undersecretary of Defense for Personnel and Readiness. I am directing that you review how the department handles treatment and care for victims of sexual assault with particular attention to any special issues that may arise from the circumstances of a combat theater, the memo said. We are responsible for ensuring that the victims of sexual assault are properly treated, their medical and psychological needs are properly met, our policies and programs are effective, and we are prompt in dealing with all issues involved. Many people would laugh at that statement. In asking for for findings and recommendations within 90 days, the defense chief also said the review should address the reporting of sexual assaults and the availability of private channels to report such issues within combat theaters. 37 military women who served in Kuwait and Iraq told of assaults by military colleagues in reports to a private group, the Connecticut-based Miles Foundation. The reports did not identify the woman, and it was unclear how many of those cases were also reported to the military. Some members of Congress said they were concerned about the problem and said they want a Pentagon investigation. So this just happened to come out within days of uh, more going missing. However, the previous year and the following year, there were also, I mean, this was kind of a scandal news at West Point and the military in general coming out, and some of these weren't prosecuted or ruled on until many, many, many years later, some just a couple years ago, that mention this going back all the way to 2000 or around there. So only natural to assume if some of these same people that were already convicted, they were at West Point in 2003 when Mora was there, 2002, 2001 when her sister was there, and Billy was there. So all these people are there. Is this another strange coincidence in the case, Maxwell? Another strange coincidence. Yes? Coincidence? Johnny? Wait, so why did you bring that up? (laughs) (laughs) The night of her breakdown, Rumsfeld was signing a memo or calling into investigation of assaults and all this stuff. Friday, this comes out, and then there's more stories on Monday when she goes missing. Did someone call her and tell her that Julie possibly was involved or if she was assaulted or whatever? That would cause more to be upset, right? Or if Billy was involved as well or or, or maybe even McDonald and Billy. Cause she, so she's, she's going out with Billy and the both of them have been at McDonald's house for dinners and like McDonald and Billy were, were pretty close friends. So... If either one of them was involved, I'm not even saying involved in something bad or just if they were one of the whistleblowers, they could have been the good guys. We don't know. 
So, but regardless, if they were involved in some way that upset her, maybe it had something to do with Julie or not. Okay. So is it all a coincidence? <laughs> not enough information to tell? I don't know. It's kind of random. <laughs> but why is it on that? Why is it around these couple days? And Monday like, also happens like to be not, the morning. Why not the week before? Mon- why not exactly. the week after? And, yeah. and also that Monday is the day when they announced that Patrit Vassi was in a coma and might not survive. You know who Patrit Vassi is, yeah. Maxwell? Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, the coma dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that happened that Monday that it was announced to the university yeah. that this, is, this had happened. And then she disappears. Another coincidence. Yep. How many coincidences are there? <laughs> Again, like you said, it could have been the week before, it could have been the week after, but it was yeah. Yeah, it was right then. What are we thinking? I don't know, I need more need more information, I guess. More information, more investigation. Um what's um what what are other people's take on this? Wasn't it wait, wasn't it um someone mentioned that it was uh oh, never mind, never mind. That was that was different. I don't know. I don't know what to think. Wait, so hold on. So in Iraq and Kuwait, some soldiers were sexually assaulting other female soldiers yes or whatever right of course yes in this instance this so is wait what it's talking her about. maura murray's sister was in the military she was at west point yeah west, she, west point. point but they're then saying she went to Iraq work for like Kuwait. a military yes this per- specific thing that rumsfeld was talking about was with soldiers in kuwait and iraq but the people involved even many years later that that were convicted they were at west point they were at yes. West Point. Why? How do you know? Well, their names are public. If you look up uh, okay. sexual so assault, misconduct, did... West Point. So we don't need to talk about them. They have nothing to do. I mean, we don't know if they have anything to do with Mormon, but it seems like they don't. But the people that were convicted in Iraq and Kuwait went to West Point. Oh, we don't know that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Oh. It's just the sexual assaults in the military before that point weren't big news. I'm sure that's been an issue for as long as there have been female soldiers, but it wasn't a big issue. On like this is one of the biggest news stories at the time coming out about this, and it so happened to be released while she yes. was at work, and she was all sad yeah. and whatnot. That's when it was all hitting the fan. <laughs> so maybe somebody read the article or whatever and called her up. Is that what you're thinking? Maybe uh, I don't know. I'm just saying, like coincidentally lining up like is is that one of the like uh my sister responses well for example let's say another or well here's here's one of the one of the crazy theories well actually let me let me get into that next so of course yeah bill roush made a 34 minute call to bob mcdonald who's mcdonald again (laughs) he is the west point professor west point who was friends with billy and billy and Moore had been over to his house for dinner and Indeed. also, coincidentally, the McDonald's showed up to interview the neighbors at Moore's alleged crash site in Haverhill, New Hampshire. That to, dude wait, went to, all to the way interview. up there with his wife. And they interviewed Butch. They interviewed the Westman <laughs> to try to find – I don't know. But, uh, I mean, that's, that's a good thing or it could be – Well, how often does thing. that happen in case? We were talking about how often things happen. How often in cases <laughs> does, does a history – does some professor that's friendly with the ex-boyfriend decide to do his own private investigation and interviews with neighbors? So he actually did these interviews? Did anything his interesting wife. come out of it? Or? Well, we read them on the podcast multiple times. Maxwell could probably remember some details. <laughs> they, the details of a lot of these interviews conflict with the official newspaper stories and the official police reports. And he did that when? 
Don't you remember? We talked. We did a whole episode on this. Uh, we talked specifically I about this. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> we got we're too many episodes in now. This is episode twenty-one. We should listen to that podcast on this podcast. <laughs> hour and a half. Yeah, you should bring it up. <laughs> Put a clip in. Yeah, let's hear what we said. <laughs> <clears throat> so that's what makes it weird, right? Because the the couple. Everything is weird. But so the the couple went went down to interview, but the ones who you would think would do the interviews didn't, like um, like the friends. Yeah. Right. Or I don't know. The McDonald's showed up and started interviewing neighbors. Okay. Do you find that really weird? Do you? Not really, because they were friends, right? Who was friends? Uh, M- McDonald and the uh, Billy and 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 uh, Mora. Well, I don't know how well he knew Mora. Maybe Billy told him to do it. Maybe. I mean, this, you don't. So you don't think this is weird, but you think having a picture of a sticker asking <laughs> questions in a parking lot, um, a public university, well, is well, weird. Look, look, look. Well, what's weird is what what what's weird. What's weird is how the ones that knew Mora didn't do any interviews. And <laughs> yeah, they didn't even go up and look for her. Yeah, yeah like that. That was that was kind of weird. But like, but you were agreeing that. Shouldn't the people that know I think it's weird. Okay, so Maxwell, let's say Johnny goes missing somewhere. Are you or let is your and your friend? I'd be curious as hell. I'd be driving up there like, yo, what's up? What what happened? Let's say you guys both had a professor that you were kind of friends with. I guess you don't think it's weird that that professor and his wife would go and start interviewing neighbors on record. Where where Johnny was last seen? That's like kind of weird. Away, They're not too. police officers. They're um, not even private investigators. If they were private investigators, okay. I don't think we're so. That would about... be that would be cool. Like I think uh, I think so. A professor would, and would, his wife. Would, you should ask them how many times in their life they've done that. What type of? I would collaborate. Is, I would yeah. collaborate with them. Like, yo, what's um, what's history. going on? Like, what sure. what did you find out? What was the interview like? Did you trust this guy? Did you trust you? Would you like to? Should I ask him what you know? Should I ask him more questions or whatever? Well, also, Billy was in Iraq in 2004. I think that would be kind of cool if, like, a professor, like, one of your professors, like, tried to look for you. That would be cool. (laughs) (laughs) Would I know that they actually were looking for me if I was never found? I don't know. But I don't know. (laughs) Billy was in Iraq in 2004. I I thought he was uh, in Oklahoma or something. At the time, Maura went missing, yeah. But later on, he was in... Oh, after she went missing, yeah, so she, that was, was February. But yeah, yeah. later in the year, he was uh, he was in Iraq. He was deployed. So he went back to doing uh, some military stuff. He released page nine. You saw that phone oh, records. The phone records, yeah. <laughs> page nine of the phone records. That that looks so easy to Photoshop in like five minutes. Yeah, but yeah. Like, did there's you, no. Did you, just, did you say it was like? Did you argue that he could have been? Or it's a possibility that it could have been. Photoshopped uh, I'm not saying because... it was photoshopped. I'm yeah, just saying like, that's such a basic. A like yeah, easily. And it was just a summary page, right? Yeah, it just had supposedly just summary. But then also, it's strange. I still don't know if the full phone bill has been released because I think p- there's also pages. I think one to three. I'm not sure if all of them have been released, and where Mora's roaming calls are, and what took so long for it to be released. Even if that's a legitimate page. Isn't it kind of weird that it took this long to be released? Like, I don't know. There's a lot of weirdness with with everything. Hmm. Now you think, you know, you still think I'm weird for thinking it's not weird. 
Oh, I mean, think it's weird. You think weird things aren't weird, and not <laughs> weird things are weird. Like, like Alden Olsen and his picture of the sticker. <laughs> you know, Alden Olsen is really smart. I like, um, I actually skimmed some of his blog, and uh, he's really coherent. I don't know, I always have this image of his of his video. Did you ever? Did you ever Never it, saw it. It's insane. I don't know why he made it. Which but, video is that? The happy birthday one or something? Oh, and the happy anniversary. Oh, I don't know. It was. It's kind of crazy. And he looked. He looked crazy, man. Like I'd be like, if you if you saw him, you'd be. You'd what did be, he say? You'd be, you'd be a little worried, huh? What did he say in it? I don't know. He just laughed into the video. That's all I remember. I don't right, here remember we go. his other video. These notes were on Monday, February sixteenth. Wait, say it again. Two thousand four. February sixteenth. Yes. So, like, two weeks, a week and a half later, or whatever it was. So, the McDonald's arrived that weekend. So, here's the other thing. So, John Smith has Billy's phone records for three weeks. So, before Billy dis- before Maura disappeared, Billy had not spoken to McDonald for three weeks. The night she disappeared, Billy was on the phone with him for 34 minutes. So, that would make sense then, right? But he didn't know she disappeared. Oh. Yeah, that was right around the time of the accident was going on. That night, while that she was supposedly night, on the road, Billy, while she was supposedly on the road, Billy's on the phone with Bob McDonald, and then they show up, and then they arrive that weekend. Hmm. But they. So on the top of Christine McDonald's notes, it says this: Christine and her husband are friends of Maura and Billy, and was up here trying to find more early on these notes were prepared on the day of the interviews february 16th 2004 all quotes are verbatim and accurate so um did oh and she is not she's not a journalist she is a history teacher so did billy say that he was on the phone with mcdonald or what what did billy say he was on the phone with mcdonald or what or I don't think he, he said. I don't think he mentioned it. John Smith asked him for his phone records, and then he just found. I believe it. Sharon Roush, Billy's mother, actually handed over the phone records without Billy knowing voluntarily. I'm assuming it was with him knowing, but the problem was there was a, at least one page missing. And then he from just, the get-go, there was one page missing. And then he was able to find out based off of a phone number who that phone number yes. was, and it was yes. Mr. McDonald's. Yes. Okay, that was the day that she went missing. He was on the phone with him for 35 minutes. 34 minutes, 34 minutes or so and that and he hadn't spoken to him for th- for three straight weeks and then a week so later, we can't say that they're just bed best buds that talk all the time so it had nothing to do with Mora. and when billy was talking about it he specifically mentioned that the conversation was not about Mora. would you feel the then, need to do that and Matt, then so. that weekend wait, he, he went wait, out wait, to wait, go wait, repeat that one more time he spe- billy specifically mentioned or and mcdonald i believe they both mentioned that the conversation was not about Mora. That they had for 34 minutes. Right as Mara was going missing. <laughs> what didn't wait, she so, come wait, up so, in the And this was in the middle. Wait. Possibly. And 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 also, well, yeah, I'm guessing because he would ask, well, by the way, how's Mora? Yeah. Because he knew her and they had been over the house for dinner. So I think it's safe to assume that they did talk about Mora at least a little bit. Yeah, of course. And, and so where, Billy so was on the time? phone. Billy was on the phone with a bunch of people that knew Mora. Where which was is Billy strange. at the time? So uh, what, what was the conversation? Supposedly, what was but James Renner tried to verify with his two su- with two superiors or his roommate and a superior. They didn't get back to him. But yes, I'm, I'm sure the police checked it. They had to have checked it. So what was the conversation about for 34 minutes? How would we know? Well, 
All oh, they I said thought, it was yeah, it wasn't about Mara. That's all they said. What was uh, the... You're gonna go look for her and uh, do a little <laughs> interview next week. All right. <laughs> Some people up there. That's interesting. They're, was they're group calling the available thing. back then? Like to I don't know. Group maybe calling? like yeah, maybe they were so. maybe Pretty they were way. planning like a. Oh yeah, can you see if there's Not another person on the call? Can you see if there's another? Well, I guess they would have said this that. This was 2000. This was you can yeah, do three way yeah, calling back yeah. then. Yeah. Well, here's the other. You don't think it's Wait, weird, so, but Maxwell, you don't think it's weird for random people to come and question witnesses, but the, technically that's interfering with an investigation. Like John Smith. So when John Smith was on the case, wait, what if what if so they what if they also think that the the cops are like corrupt or whatever? And like okay, but but keep this like, in mind. Like keep if you if you mind. went missing, I'd be I'd be I'd go I'd go insane. John Smith and, and remember John everybody. Smith. John Smith is the PI, the Murray family PI, right? Yeah. Do you remember we mentioned this many times when he first started investigating? Uh, two state police officers told him not to. So it's not okay for John Smith, an actual PI, to ask questions, <laughs> but random strangers, it's fine. Unless they didn't know. But they, they probably didn't know. I, I would think they were just, you know, I don't think they knew. Like, I don't think, um, well, first off, well, during that week, wasn't the, like, didn't they almost conclude that he just, she just ran away? Like, was it, it wasn't even like, uh, I mean, they started a, pushing a suicide theory. So, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's just weird. You know, if they also Butch in in that interview, Butch said she got in a car and disappeared. End of story. That's what Butch Atwood said in the McDonald interview. We talked about this many times, Max. She got in her car and disappeared. She got in a car in and a car. disappeared. End of a story. Car. He actually mentioned that. He said that, but from what I can see, in the tr- it seems like he's theorizing. Like he doesn't really want to talk about it anymore. Like she got uh, in a car and dis- disappeared. End of story. Like it seems. Oh, that's yeah, what it seems was, like. It doesn't okay. seem because this is just a text transcript. Right. We don't know the intonation yeah. or the facial expressions when he was delivering it. But that's how I read it. Huh. Anyway, so it's definitely anyway, highly so, strange for a, a West Point professor's wife to go around interviewing neighbors, but you don't think so. So she's a history teacher; she's not a journalist. So you're saying you're saying you wouldn't you wouldn't risk uh, your your um, your health or life to interviewing if I go missing? Like you wouldn't go around the neighborhood. And Let like, me ask you this: How often do people who know the missing go around and interview neighbors at last known locations? Now, here's the thing: I'm your friend, and I know you personally well. Yeah. So, like, okay, so do you think that McDonald's wife was some super close friend of Mora's? I don't know that she might have only exactly. So she might have only seen her like twice at dinner ever. And all of a sudden, that like so, if if one of my professor's wives doesn't go around interviewing the neighbors at your last known location, I wouldn't find that weird. Do you really expect a professor who I'm friends with, their wife, to start going around interviewing neighbors at your last known location? Hmm. <laughs> I wouldn't find it strange at all if Kate or Sarah went up and started talking to neighbors. That wouldn't be strange. Hmm. I think I don't know. I think uh, if I if I met someone that I didn't know that well, for like a you know a couple of dinners and they went missing. A couple of dinners? How long ago? I mean, it's not like they had dinner the previous weekend. Uh, this would have been at least a year. Oh, they started the interview a year later. Is that what you said? I thought no. I thought they, we're talking she about did the it. dinners now. The interview was one week later. When was the dinner? 
Well, when she was at West Point. Oh, wait, I'm so getting we're looking, things mixed up. We're looking at actually oh, two years. Two, wait, that would be two years. Something like that. I don't think it'd be weird. I don't know. <laughs> I look for people missing. Do you? How many people have you went and Well, looked, well I don't know anyone that's missing. So, okay. I, uh, <laughs> so how would you ever know and how would you say? I, I would. Just have put myself in that situation. Like, imagine myself in that situation. If you were a professor, would your wife go, go interview people at the last known location of one of your students' girlfriends? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, if if they if they both came to dinner. All right. So here's the thing. Times. So here's the here's if if Mora was asked to leave West Point because she possibly reported a sexual assault and they wanted to keep it hush hush, and they made up the story about her stealing from Fort Knox. <laughs> what? Why? So I Don't think you pay he, attention, I think, he, I think he said that to get your attention. Is that no? That's oh. She stole like makeup from Fort Knox. I'll 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 read the account. Wait, what's in a Fort Knox? Isn't that like the most secure the most secure location? So she broke in. No, they were there on a trip, for, uh, like a West Point trip, and she stole makeup from like the gift shop or something. Oh, at Fort I thought Knox. she stole some no like, shit. gold bars or something. <laughs> Get what? the hell out of here. Don't you pay attention, Maxwell? We talked well, about the Well, I don't know about the makeup. Times. I don't know about the credit card and the pizza. No, this whole... Why did she leave West Point, Maxwell? Oh, okay. Is that the main thing from <laughs> well, the West Well, why did she thing? leave... Well, I'm asking, why did she leave West Point? Is that the connection that... Well, you're asking that question to make that connection in my brain. Well, I'm just asking you. Uh, is it possible? I also possible? asked you 15, it, min- 15 minutes ago. <laughs> is it possible because he, she was in trouble for that makeup theft? Well, I, I, I just, I'm not going to believe that there even was a makeup theft the same way I'm not going to just accept that the credit card fraud was on her. That's like some weird investigation at UMass. They show up and take her photograph in the hallway. So some people think they're recruiting her as a CI because there might have been some weird shady drug business with the dominoes. And, that was you know. in a hallway? Why would they? I didn't know that. You did know that. We spent many podcasts talking about it and how shady oh, that I don't think I, I don't was. think I knew it didn't register in my brain. I actually didn't know any of this. Can you just talk about that real quick? They took who took photos of her in the hallway. Well, you do know this because we talked about this extensively <laughs> on the Silent UMass episodes recently. No, you didn't really you did about the photograph in the hallway. Yeah, I even named the officers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, her I, I'm really out on court. There was, she had a court date and everything. <laughs> focus, focus, Maxwell. Focus. Supposedly. Uh, someone reported that their credit card was used to order pizza. Okay, wait. What are you talking about now? Are you just go, are you talking about why they took pictures of her in the hallway? Yes. Okay, I just wasn't sure why you're bringing that up. Okay. Well, you asked me to describe it. No, it took, took five minutes to get to it though. <laughs> it's been like thirty seconds. Maybe it's common practice to to just take a picture anywhere of, of anyone who's done wrong yeah, Alden no. Olsen should have took that photo and asked him wait, wait, wait you're saying, you're saying no that's well the not photo common. some people don't even think that photo that looks like Mora that much yeah, is well, there she, a picture looked, of it yeah weird. we went over it she looked stressed out it looked, she looked like she got MK Ultra somehow or something what do I look up oh that's the new theory Maxwell MK Mara hell yeah involved in MK Ultra what do I look up Mora Murray uh, hallway dorm mugshot black and white you call it a mugshot that yeah why did they do that? I don't know. She Apparently, looked, I think I, they, according to the report, I think she said she admitted it. So 
I'm still not willing to take that at face value. Do we know if she had a lawyer? Was the lawyer interviewed? Like she went in front of a judge. Like she's on probation for this. Is she covering for somebody else? We don't know any of this information. None of this is solid. None of this has been corroborated. This is all like secondhand info, which is unverified. I'd like to see it verified before accepting it as fact. So anyway, what I was saying with West Point, before we got sidetracked, <laughs> with West Point, if she was going to blow the whistle, maybe they asked her to leave not to cause a big scandal. So let's say she, th- let's say if she was sexually assaulted at West Point and she wanted to report someone for it, regardless of who it was. If it was, you know, regardless of who it was, they don't want to make like a big stink of it, which is I'm sure this has happened many times. So they just tell her to leave and they tell her if she doesn't leave, they're going to say she made up the charges and then or reprimand her in some way. So she just finds it easier to just leave than create a big situation, especially if the person that's accused is like some big superior ranking officer or administrator. Make sense? I'm sure that's happened before. So yeah. the the weird thing about both the UMass PD, Haverhill PD, and even possibly FBI involvement, if this is all connected with West Point somehow, would that explain like the so-called cooperation between police departments in this uh, veal of silence or secrecy for whatever happened? We don't know what happened, so that doesn't mean that you know Williams hit her or whatever, since we don't know what happened. What do you think? Who's Got your Will- tinfoil hat on? Williams? <laughs> well, some people think if she was silenced at UMass because of something at West Point, or we talked about this on the UMass uh, podcast as well, if someone from UMass transferred, I mean, if someone from West Point transferred to UMass, was, and if that transfer knew a cadet or whatnot, we, uh, we have the list of the cadets, but we don't know where those only two of them were from UMass, but some of the other cadets, did they transfer from West Point as well? Or did they know somebody at West Point? Is there a West Point connection? Johnny? There's got to be something. So, well, here's the thing. So she left UMass. So two years before she disappeared, she was at UMass for about two years before she disappeared. Two years prior, she left West Point. There's also a missing time section because she was reportedly... So she was 21, but she was only a junior. So either all the credits didn't transfer or there's a period of a semester missing somewhere. We'll get into that in a little bit. But there's definitely... Okay, so some people also think there's some. there could have been some West Point hazing going on. West Point hazing gone wrong. Then she wanted to leave. Mm. And then, of course, so, again, Bill Roush was supposedly a mentor, and he was an upperclassman to help her out, assigned to help her out. Assigned to help his girlfriend? Well, she wasn't his girlfriend at the time. That's how he met her. Gotcha. So there was some kind of other issue or other infractions, and Billy was supposed to help her. So she needed tutoring help or whatnot with class. Here's the other thing we never really talked about, jurisdiction. So military has their own military police that handle things within the military. If someone is high-ranking enough in the military, like how would you override local PDs if you were military police? We didn't really talk about that. 
how much pull could a mil could military police have or some high-ranking official in the military? I'm sure this has also happened in other cases as well. <clears throat> if someone is that prominent in the military, could so, they stand down local departments? Yeah, uh, Especially if they had an FBI connection see, as well. It's hard to see the... Hmm. They seem disconnected to me from the, those two organizations. Who? The West Point and, Seems... and the local police. I just don't... Well, they're officially disconnected, yes. Yeah, I just... Um, I don't know. Okay, so grand conspiracy or not, let's, get, let's do some background on West Point. So how do you get into West Point? So West Point is a prestigious school for military, you know, it's a prestigious military school, probably the most famous one, right? I can't really even yeah. name another one other yeah. than West Point. <laughs> so how do you get into West Point? You actually can't go to West Point unless you have a recommendation from a politician. Yeah, a congressman or something. So uh, yeah, senator, congressman, someone like that. Uh, they don't have to be a senator, but they have to be – actually, from their website, <laughs> it says who can nominate mayor. the vice president, U.S. senators, U.S. representatives, delegates to the House of Representatives, the governor of Puerto Rico, the resident commissioner of Puerto Rico, or a secretary – or the secretary of the army. So during junior year of high school, you'd be looking for nominations. So who got her in? That's a very good question, isn't it? That is a very good The question. governor of Puerto Rico. <laughs> so she went to Hanson, Whitman Hanson High School. They share a school system. So from the member of House of Representatives, that might have been Michael Capuano, who held the position from 99 to 2011. Joseph Kennedy held the position from 87 to 98. Moore graduated in 2000. Her junior year would have been 1998. But here from James Renner's book, Senator Ted Kennedy nominated Mora for West Point, <laughs> said Janice, uh, Mora's mother, prospective cadets must appeal to high-ranking government officials to be accepted as a nominee. It was at West Point when Mora met Mr. Nice Guy, as she calls Billy Roush. This is what Janice said, quote, he cheated on her for years. One of her sister Julie's girlfriends, as if that wouldn't get back to her, end quote. Janice believed Mora went to New Hampshire to get away from Fred. Quote, they had an argument about the car accident. She said, meaning the late night crash in Amherst that put Fred's Toyota in the shop. He really reamed her over it, but he claims it wasn't why she left, end quote. Janice thinks that after Mora got up there, someone took her. She leaned forward and whispered, my gut tells me the police had something to do with it. So this is Janice Mora's mother during her interview with James Renner. That's very interesting. So are we really going into Kennedy connections here? We all got our tinfoil hats on? Ted Kennedy got her into West Point. Yeah, that was not. Now here's the question. How did, how did he know the family? Or how was he able to do that? Or and did she just randomly reach out to him without knowing? Because how often, how often would someone give a nomination without really knowing that much? I mean, are they yeah. just going to glance at a student? Oh, the grades are good. Oh, yep. Let me write a Mac. Don't they have to know something about the person? Can you? Is know. it possible to write a letter to whoever and say like, "Oh, here are I, my grades"? And yeah, of course. It? But I'm just saying, without them actually knowing the person. 
I know. I'm just like I know like, if they, they knew the family, they could be like, oh yeah, this guy like he raised his kids right, like this kid like. But if you don't know the family or the person, yeah, is, are you yeah. gonna just go off grades? I mean, maybe I don't know. But then yeah, like maybe she made them look bad for like stealing or did something. If she did that, yeah. If she did that, yeah, and then yeah, she got kicked out, and maybe that's what led to her. Well, <laughs> here's uh, let's get our tinfoil hats on, because here's here's. A very interesting Kennedy connection. Uh oh. Do we know who Jeff Strelzen is? Of course we I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> who is he? <laughs> <laughs> the uh, assistant attorney general in more uh, of New oh, yeah. Hampshire. He was the one that was looking over the interviews on the oxygen special that you didn't watch Maxwell. <laughs> oh, he was the one he that was would the tell one that... you not to like say certain things or like shut up or No, no, he was the one that agreed to have Williams, Cecil Smith and Monahan be interviewed for the oxygen show under the condition that questions are either pre-screened and he's present in the room. Okay. He's also the uh... one that was involved in Murray's uh, Fred Murray's lawsuits against New Hampshire to, for more information on Morris' case, and he's the one that quoted seventy percent chance of conviction. <laughs> of course, they don't even have a suspect, or do they? I don't know. Were they talking about Rick Forcier? Were they talking about Bruce McKay, the rogue cop who was shot and killed? And when he died, that seventy percent chance of conviction went away. We don't know. But here's an interesting connection. Jeff Strelzen's grandfather, Harvey L. Strelzen, <laughs> had dealings with the mafia. He was partners with Anthony Ritchie in a garbage hauling company. And in a congressional hearing in 1957, Harvey Strelzen spoke with Bobby Kennedy in this testimony. You could actually find it on archive.org. It's just kind of interesting. A lot of these people know each other, don't they? Yeah. But we still don't know how Ted Kennedy knows the Murray family. Correct. We don't know. Also, we don't know who nominated Julie. I don't know if uh, if he asked. <laughs> she Julie. went there also. Yeah, they were there at the same time. Oh yeah, you said that. She was yeah. She Julie was older, but but she stayed in. Yeah, Julie finished. Julie graduated from West Point. Yes. And then she went on to work with some kind of co company that's contracted with the Department of Defense or the NSA. <laughs> okay, so this brings. let's really examine why did Mora leave West Point. So again, from James Renner's book, when something tragic happens, you don't really want to say anything bad about the person, but everybody has skeletons in their closet. That's how Megan Sawyer began the conversation. Megan was a friend of Mora's at West Point, a fellow runner, another young woman trying to power through the military's academy's tough regiment. She reached out to me when she heard I was working on Mora's case and offered to provide a few answers. Megan was standing beside Mora when Mora got busted for stealing makeup from the comm commissary at Fort Knox. Yes, she attempted to shoplift from the most secure military facility in the United States. The MPs got her. Back at the dorms, Mora confided to Megan about the theft. It was so stupid, she said. I only took $5 worth of stuff. Usually, Mora was quiet, Megan said. This was the most personal she had ever gotten. But you could tell there were some inner demons. She seemed sad. She was also insanely smart. So smart, said Megan, that Mora often helped older sister Julie with homework. 
The daily routine back at the academy was harsh. Everyone had chores and duties. Most days, you woke up around 4.30 a.m., clean bathrooms, take out the trash. Every day, cadets had to read the newspaper front to back, and you would be quizzed on current events. Outside of class and conditioning for the track team, there was not much extra time. The dorms were co-ed. Two or three women would share a room next to a room full of men. In such close quarters... Mora's bulimia was no secret. Megan heard her purging on more than one occasion. She had issues with loving herself. This lent credence to a story a private investigator told me about what happened at Thanksgiving the year before Mora disappeared. Her mother, Lori, had made fun of her in front of family members. She'd said, why did you make so much food if you're just going to throw it up later? Mora got a lot of stress from her sister, Julie, too. Megan told me that Julie could be tough on her kid sister, that she would belittle Mora for not studying enough, not running harder. Megan said that Helena Dwyer Murray, the family spokesperson, told her to keep quiet about Mora's troubles. She told me, don't say these negative things. Watch what you tell people. The message was clear. It doesn't matter what happened to her in the past. The only thing that matters is that Mora is missing now. During her time at West Point, Mora went through basic military training, including survival skills. She could operate the machine gun on top of a tank. Based on what she knew of Mora, Megan believed her friend had what it took to start a new life. If she wanted to make up another identity, she could do it, says Megan. If she wanted to disappear, she could. She never wanted to look bad in front of people. I think she probably thought, if I just disappeared, they wouldn't think badly of me. I believe she's alive. It's just a feeling I've always had. So Billy had to tutor her? Not tutor. He was a mentor, like a general mentor. Showed her around, keep her out of trouble. I don't know. Okay. There's not a whole lot of information on that. Gotcha. I thought that's what it was. Um, and then her mom but Julie, would tell yeah, her to uh, study all the time? No, like, Julie, her older sister. Even though she was helping her with homework. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, so she had a bulimic problem? Did um, she? I don't, I don't know about that. All this information is secondhand. That's, okay. So here's, here's my problem with this account, Megan Sawyer. So... Renner says she contacted him. So he reaches out to all these people that knew Mora at West Point. Dozens of email, he said. Dozens of emails. Not one of them gets back to him. But someone who he doesn't email gets back to him and says this story about Mora, despite the fact that she was told not to talk about it or not to talk to Renner. Doesn't that seem kind of weird? Yeah, that is kind of It seems weird. like someone's yeah, plant. I agree. I agree. Yeah. This is kind of weird. It seems like someone's planting the story because where yeah, can, someone, can someone anything be corroborated that she shoplifted? This is If this is coming only from Megan Sawyer. When was that released? His book? No, no. That thing you just read. Or that was from a That book. was from James Renner's book, yeah. But he got that from her. That said all yes. that. And do you know when that was captured, that story or that info? What if wait, that was wait, more the, the, Wait, the shoplift story, isn't that on record? No. Isn't, why not? This is the origin of the record as far as I can tell. So there's nothing at West Point that he was, she was... If know? it's true, I'm sure there is, but, I mean, it's never been released as far as I can tell. Have you heard any information about it? No. If it's true, I'm, it's probably on record, yes, somewhere. So what, someone what, should... If they to care that. to, Yes. Somebody out there, Mindshock fans, do it. Did she mention when that was? Also, Megan Sawyer dropped out of West Point her sophomore year. She did not finish West Point. She was also like a record-setting runner as a kid. Like she had these records and races. Like she was a really good runner. Yeah. 
So she was the only one that knew that she stole from Fort Knox? If that story is true, I'm sure other people knew. I mean, her friends would know, Billy would know. But her parents didn't, never mentioned it or anything. She was the only one. I would think that they would know. But here's the thing. So she was asked to leave West Point, possibly because of that. But we don't know the official story. We don't know the real reasons for anything. This is coming from Megan Sawyer, which may or may not be true. But she's the only person that has said that publicly. I believe so, yes. So that means, like, yeah, it's possible that she could have just made that story up. Or or was told to say it by somebody. To start weaving a narrative. And she's a real person. She went. That was she is plan. a real person and she did go to West Point. Yes. She actually. So here's the thing. She said these things about Mora, which is also. If she's a real friend, is she going to talk about Mora being bulimic? Because like, I mean, that's maybe, almost irrelevant. Maybe it could help. I don't know. How? Yes, uh, she had yeah, issues no, with loving her. I mean, the phrasing of that's kind of weird. If you're, if you're somebody's good friend, are you going to phrase it that way? I don't know. I don't know if I would. I mean, I might... would. I would probably say something like she had some issues. I don't think I would like. I don't know if it's true. I guess it could Wait, help the with the idea about? of what could possibly happen if she didn't love herself or something. Well, here's the weird thing: is she saying she's suicidal, and on the other hand, she ran away to start a new life? Like, what's the narrative here? Because if we're gonna go with the crafted suicidal angle. Then the issues with loving yourself is, okay, that's kind of if she believes she was suicidal, but she clearly stated more is alive, so it doesn't make any sense, right? Huh. And So if she was really that good friends with Mora, though, is she going to go against Helena's and the family's explicit wishes? Like, I don't know. Here's the other, So currently, or at the time, years ago, she worked, she might still work there, she works at Kansas State University's Biosecurity Research. You know who else is in the uh, some top secret biochem field? Haas, the assistant track coach from UMass, who Mora had a relationship with the previous spring. Oh, he, he has something to do with the Department of Defense as well. A lot of coincidences in this case. What do we think about that? Just another coincidence for the pile, probably, right? Need more tinfoil. <laughs> yeah, we got to get some more tinfoil. Saran wrap. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, so apparently Billy and Bob, let's go back to McDonald again. So apparently Billy and Bob McDonald both told everybody the call was not about Mora. So do we find that strange? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> what does that even matter if the call was or wasn't? I know. <laughs> So we definitely they... didn't talk about more. Murray. I know. Isn't that weird? <laughs> Did you guys talk about more? No, no, we didn't. Talk. <laughs> wait, wait, we could go back. What, what's going on? Wait, wait. <laughs> I, I completely missed it. Wait, wait, so, so you're saying that it's weird that they said, uh, um, it was nothing about more and more, right? Yeah. Specifically said like, that the conversation they had for half an hour wasn't to do with more. And, and it was, it was before she was known missing. All right. So the, yeah, so let's let's go back to so let's go back to Billy and his his whereabouts. So when he gets to Haverhill, he actually doesn't stay around the area. He's all he's all over New Hampshire, Vermont, and Maine. So he's looking everywhere except. Well, let's see if Bob McDonald can clarify some things about that. <laughs> what you talking about? <laughs> okay, 
So what are Bill's whereabouts following Maura Murray's disappearance? So Bob McDonald actually got back to James Renner when he was trying to find this out. This is his. This is McDonald's response, which, by the way, McDonald had to get Billy's permission to even give this response. Make that, make what you will of that. I was with him for all that time. My wife and I arrived late Friday and checked into the Wells River Motel, which is where everyone was staying. If my memory is correct, not 100% certainty, given that 14 years have passed, my wife drove home on Monday. It was a three-day weekend. But I was able to get colleagues to cover my classes and didn't head home until I think Wednesday. That last day, Bill and I drove to UMass and met with campus police. How long? That weekend? Yeah. Okay. After, well, that Wednesday, that so last So Billy day. and his old professor. Went to UMass and told them what? You better keep our lid on this forever? <laughs> I don't know. So afterwards, he drove me to Springfield, or maybe it was Worcester, where I rented a car and drove home. Bill basically didn't leave my side. While my wife was with me, he slept in his parents' room. After my wife left, he moved over to mine. There were times when he'd go to the motel office to do a phone interview with Greta Van Susteren, etc., but other than that, I don't remember us being apart. I wish I had a better memory of New Hampshire and Vermont geography and place names. The first day or two I was there, Saturday and maybe Sunday, we searched in the general vicinity of the crash site. We Did they really? We visited the tourist town near Mount Washington and also went to a few other towns, both in a direction in which she was traveling into New Hampshire, but also in the opposite direction towards Vermont. Since if she got picked up, we weren't sure which direction the car was traveling. We were posting flyers, talking to people in convenience stores and food markets, and trying to get her picture and police contact info out there. We went to UMass on my last night up there to meet with campus police and also to get me a car rental so I could drive myself home. I hated to leave. Bill stayed up there for a while longer. As the days passed, the focus shifted from searching near the site of Mora's crash and talking to people who lived nearby to trying to do everything possible, distributing flyers, speaking to the media to raise awareness that she was missing and getting her photo out there in the hope someone had seen her. I'm not 100% sure how to explain the four-minute call. Maybe he was trying to access her voicemail. I think I remember her voicemail being something all of us discussed, but can't remember if we had access to it right away, later, or ever. Or maybe he was just leaving a long message in hopes that she would get it. I'm guessing that the period in which he didn't use his cell is explained by the fact that coverage up there was so lousy back then. He was using the hotel phone to speak with media and others in the evenings, and during the daytime we were either searching or driving around, passing out and posting flyers. So... Hmm. So originally you were saying that he was uh, McDonald was just uh, going and investigating with his wife. And his now, wife was the one that interviewed the neighbors. But now he's actually going around with Billy. I don't know. That's according to what McDonald said, right? Yes. And uh, Billy said he was allowed to say that to Renner. Uh, I think McDonald checked with Billy to see if he was allowed to give a response to Renner or something like that. So that should be true then, right? What? What? What you just read? Unless that, he's lying. <laughs> Can we trust yeah, anybody, Maxwell? 
So you're saying, like, to make it seem like Billy was with him to actually go around looking for her? I'm not or... saying it's not true. I'm just saying we don't know what they know. Are they? Maybe they really were together, and maybe they really were doing something. Because if they're either... So this can go one of... Well, there's three options here. It's exactly true like that. They have no clue what happened to Mora. Or they were the ones doing something to Mora and then covering it all up. Or they're trying to help Mora in some way and covering it all up so nobody will know in order to help her. Either get away from someone else or something she might have been involved with as a CI that she didn't feel comfortable going to the police with because they had someone in the police or who knows what the situation was. And the 34-minute conversation having on the night she, she went missing, missing, yeah, with McDonald's. So he's telling McDonald's something. Not to mention he's making dozens of other calls. He's calling a million different people. And he was supposedly in Oklahoma when he made that call. Yes. <laughs> so, so yeah, then, of course, there was that call on Sunday where uh, Billy called Morris' phone for four minutes. And then he went completely dead for five days straight. Now, McDonald here is saying, oh, well, phone reception is spotty, but it's not spotty because his phone is – he's on his phone all the time when he's up there going through Vermont, Maine, New Hampshire. So obviously it can't be that spotty that he would just abandon using his phone for five days straight after talking – after being on the phone with – after calling Morris phone. So voicemails possibly were limited to like 90 seconds at the time. We talked about this. This was on the James Renner episode. We discussed this extensively. But uh, I'm thinking another possibility if he's leaving a message but he doesn't like the message so he deletes it and tries to leave it again. Would Is that possible at that time with that carrier? I think so, yeah. Yeah? So that could it, be it. it, it you can't post it and then delete it. You have to like post it and then accept or decline it and then re-record over it. So if you keep re-recording... It'll let you stay on the line longer. That could be four minutes, right? I guess so. So without see, we can't really take anything at face value though, because I'm not saying that the phone records were manipulated anyway. But glitches happen, especially in 2004. Like even now, you might get errors. I'm sure people out there, you've gotten errors on some bill at some point. Could a phone call have gotten through and not showed up on Mora's bill that showed up on Bill's bill? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is it outside the realm of possibility? Could he have talked to someone who picked up Mora's phone? We don't know. Not saying it was Mora. Maybe it was Mora. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was somebody else. We don't know. We went over these possibilities before. So here's the other thing. How many people does Tim uh, does uh, Bob McDonald know? Tim Westman has some strange connections to a bunch of different people. Is Bob McDonald one of them? Are there any other connections to West Point from people that live in the area? I wonder how much of this has been checked out or actively prevented from being checked out. So McDonald supposedly being this professor at West Point and knowing a lot of people, rubbing elbows with a lot of high-ranking military officials and even Washington, D.C. people. So if if McDonald is somehow connected to somebody in D.C. who's somehow connected to other people involved in the case – I mean, we got a lot of tinfoil now, but could they have orchestrated this scenario, staged a, an accident? or And all of this could possibly be for Mora's benefit because if she got involved in something way over her head and the, for whatever reason the police couldn't help, 
Could all of this been orchestrated to help her with assistance from DC, political connections, or West Point? What do you think, Maxwell? It's possible. That's all you got? That's possible. I don't know. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> and then, of course, Billy did work for the Obama administration campaign at one point. And then he's also involved in other, you know, veterans awareness groups and things like that. So he's in the mix up there. And now he's recently come out on Twitter saying he's, you know, he's willing to talk and assist. And yet he hasn't really given anything of substance other than the the weird looking page nine. <laughs> so I don't know. What do you think? Wait, he, he held, he held on that piece of paper. Supposedly he called and got it somehow after all these years. I don't know. He had it in his email. I don't know. He should do a video of it because a piece of paper, like, did he post a picture photo of it? Is that, because if you put it on video, then it's not as. He gave it to, I believe he emailed it to Erin Larkin and she posted it on her blog. Huh. So, so all... whether it was an email attachment or whatnot, as an email attachment, I guess. Huh. So they're all friends now. Who's he, who's he doing an interview with? We who's... don't know. Probably Aaron. Huh. That would be interesting. It would be very interesting. Well, here's another thing real quick. So obviously Cecil Smith, do you know who Cecil is, Maxwell, yet? Do you, did you figure uh, out who one Cecil of, is? The, one of the first police officers to to arrive at the car accident scene. In Haverhill? Yeah. He was an Army intelligence officer because I think he said he got lost on his way. Originally, he said he got lost on his way to the scene even though his dad lives there. <laughs> I think that's what his excuse was for oh. why it took him so long to get... Yeah, I to the accident scene. But he was an army intelligence officer for something like 20 years or something like that. So does he have connections to West Point or the military or McDonald in some way? Because if he works for the police and McDonald is at West Point and McDonald shows up and they have a narrative to weave, did McDonald call, the call Cecil after talking to Billy? Like, what's going on here? I don't know. Too much tinfoil? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go over the missing time. So Mora was a 21-year-old junior who was an excellent student on the dean's list. Like, we're not talking about somebody who's flunking out or flunked, flunking semesters. So she's only a junior, so does that mean she took a semester off? I mean, I don't think this has ever been corroborated anywhere. So wait, 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 wait. Why would that come up? Why, what do you mean? Why she took a semester off? What do you mean? She took a semester off of school. She's a 21-year-old junior. Oh. Yeah, but I don't get it. So why why would she take it? Why would she, why would she take off a semester? I don't I don't I didn't When is she going to graduate? Cuz she's a junior, not a senior. I don't get your point. I don't I don't understand. How old are you when you graduate high school, Maxwell? Uh I was 18. Yeah, so if you were if you were 18 and you were a junior, where's your missing year? Oh, I see. Um, what professor did she write um, that there was a death in the family to? Was one it? of her professors at UMass. Oh, okay. It wasn't McDonald. <laughs> so Maura's birthday is May 4th. So she was going to turn 22 as a junior. In college. Yeah. So she's got a missing semester. Did she take a semester off? What'd she do? So you're saying um, like she's older than she should be? Is that what you're yes. saying? Yes. She's a 21. Uh, she's about to be 22 and she's a junior. 
she didn't start college late or I see what I see what you mean like didn't a, transfer over so well that that's what I brought up before if some credits from from West Point didn't transfer over or there was a break between coming from West Point to UMass yeah but I'm not uh, sure there was because there were she... interviews in James Renner's book that like it was known that she was transferring to UMass like people knew this West Point runner was coming to UMass so how much of a break could it have been? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I can see that happening where she would like, eh, might as well take off because I'm too far into the semester or something. And I don't know if she's that good of a student. I mean, I don't know. But let's look at, so this is Alden Olson's blog, November 5th, 2016. Maura Murray's missing semester, parentheses S. Maura Murray, according to many reports, graduated from high school in 2000, after which she entered the United States Military Academy West Point as a first-year student, which would have put her on track to graduate from USMA in the spring of 2004. But at some point, she apparently transferred from USMA to the University of Massachusetts. However, she is consistently reported as having been a junior at the time of her disappearance in February 2004. Had she remained on track at West Point, February 2004 would have been her last semester there. Was she, when she vanished, a first semester junior or a second semester junior at UMass? Did she take a year off? Did she take a semester off? Or did she have to repeat some time at UMass following her transfer? One semester or two at UMass or another school? Was she ever a part-time or night school student somewhere? Or did she take time off for some reason unrelated to her education? Or was it she in her final semester soon to graduate and various news reports kept getting it wrong? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. How do they know she was a junior versus a senior and... I guess the school transcript or the school representative saying, I don't know, possibly related to, or actually wasn't it res- reported in the UMass newspaper, possibly related to this time gap question is in a video in which her father appears. He stated things were, were really looking up for her. I wonder what he meant. Was there a time when things were looking bleak? If so, is this related to the rarely or never discussed missing semester and or her ultimate fate. The missing repeated time during her years of higher education may not be a hugely important issue, but it seems to be one of several events oddly missing from the discussion of her disappearance. Ditto the 1207 to 1214 phone call on Thursday night, for example, whatever. It might be helpful to know whether Morris' transfer from USMA was seamless or whether there was a break in time during which she was not a student at either USMA or UMass, or it might be totally irrelevant. The omission is hard to understand. After all, it's a pretty simple, straightforward question. Why have no citizen detectives asked about this? Again, I guess it's one of those situations we don't know what we don't know. So it's, I mean, can we say it's probably not relevant? We don't know, so we can't really say. Hmm. Uh, um, If if there was a... So that would I don't mean, know. Do you think it's relevant? Like what's? Um, well, I don't know. Since we don't know, it's kind of like but, the It's 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 kind of like all these things. We don't know what we don't know. So, so would that mean she missed one semester or like how long? How much time? One did she to miss? two. We don't know because so twenty. I mean, we don't know, and we also don't know because maybe at West Point there might be one. There might be some military credits that don't transfer because they have nothing to do with your general education credits. So it's so they're possible she should have graduated that spring, but she would have if she was at West Point. It, Okay, she should have graduated at that time. At West Point. So if it was a seamless transfer, even at UMass, if it was a seamless... But then she also switched to nursing. So maybe there's... If there's extra classes, I don't know. So then it would put her on track to graduate 2005? We don't know. 
if if she was a junior at that time. Yes. Yeah, so she would have graduated the following year. Okay. So I guess when she switched programs, certain credits didn't transfer possibly, or she needed extra credits to graduate from the specific nursing program. So, I mean, I don't think it's that much of a mystery. It's just strange that, I mean, it would take one sentence to, it would take, you know, one minute to address by anybody. Yeah. So, okay, here's the other issue we have. So she was looking for bartending jobs in Hanson, Massachusetts, her hometown. She had a lot of jobs. Well, here's the thing. If she was just planning a summer job while she was home that summer, that makes perfect sense. Or was she planning on leaving UMass? Or just taking another semester off for whatever reason to take a break? Like if Because she had a lot of jobs. The nursing program's pretty tough. If she just wanted a break, you know, she could have been planning just to, to go home for the summer and have a bartending job. So this, you know, we don't know. So what do we think? West Point's connections need more investigation or what? Probably. Is that all the information you could dig up? Pretty, pretty much. We don't know who knew who at West Point. I mean, there's just certain glaring... This McDonald's guy. There's certain glaring oddities regarding Billy, McDonald. Even the... Inc- it's like nothing can be corroborated in this case. Like, why is this so difficult? Can we corroborate that it was the... Like, why was she asked to leave? Like, was an official at West Point even asked? Like, it's just, all of it's so strange. So very, very strange. yes, very, very strange. Hmm. Final thoughts, Maxwell? Um, um, I don't know. I'm still thinking about the McDonald's thing. I don't, I don't know if it's, I don't think it's weird. I don't know. <laughs> I'm thinking about McDonald's too, like a double quarter pounder <laughs> or something. Big Mac? Big Mac. So, yeah, without knowing more information, I'm trying to connect the dots on how to really figure out why there's so much strangeness at UMass, in Haverhill, and at West Point. It seems like Billy and McDonald are, like, these common denominators because Billy and McDonald both went to, like, they both, after this appearance, they went to talk to UMass PD. What was said, we don't know. How many people asked about the 35-minute phone call? What do you mean? Like the because you guys say that I don't know. It came up once or twice. I don't know. Because you guys say it's, it's kind of weird that they say, "Oh, it's not about Mora," right? Like when they say, "I it, guess I don't know who that was." Too might have been to Runner or someone else. What difference does it make? How many um, times? That I was just don't. Up? I don't. I don't think it's that weird that. Well, okay. I don't think I don't think it's weird that they said that it's not. It wasn't about Mora. Yeah, so you, <laughs> but like, I just so don't. Some but, people think these are all Freudian slips, like when Cecil Smith was being interviewed on the oxygen show he's like butch who i didn't know i didn't know butch nobody yeah. asked him if you know like it's kind of yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. almost like a, a freudal slip a freudian slip yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. trying to he's trying to like keep it straight in his head yeah so he slips uh, so it almost seems like that like they're worried that people think they were talking about more so they're like oh we didn't talk about mora <laughs> it doesn't mean they're the good guys or the, that doesn't tell you whether they're good guys or bad guys yeah. they could have been helping mora but if they want to conceal the fact that they were helping mora that would be a slip. And maybe they have good reason to conceal more, uh, to conceal why they were helping more. So, you know, we don't know. It's all unknown. All of these are unknowns. Mm. So, things to ponder. We hope you enjoyed another edition of the Mind Shock Podcast. If you like our podcast, you can donate to our PayPal. Just check the link in the description. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel. Click the bell for notifications. And you can also check out our Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. This is Bruce McGuire signing off. And Maxwell Powers. And Johnny Mills. See you guys next time.